Hey friend, welcome to the Restore Mind podcast, where we are going to be talking about various life topics surrounding mindset transformation. Imagine what it will look like to have peace in your life, despite what the world is telling you. Hi, my name is Caroline, a wife, mom of three, and makeup turned fitness enthusiast. I am here to help you build a strong mindset that will propel you forward into a life of peace and joy. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Well, my friend, there is freedom waiting for you. So if you are ready to build a 2.0 version of yourself, then this podcast is for you. So grab your water or whatever you like to drink, throw on your walking shoes, and let's get going because it's always 4.13. Hello and welcome to the Restore Mind podcast. My name is Caroline and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. My friend, I just want to take a moment to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to an episode from my podcast. It has brought me so much joy just creating these episodes and I hope that you get encouragement out of them. It's what it's here for. I hope that you have had a wonderful week so far. We are two days away from the weekend, and quite frankly, I'm actually still really surprised at how fast this month has flown by. We are already halfway through the month, and I keep asking myself, where has the time gone? In episode 12, we talked about forgiveness and healing and how God displays the perfect example of forgiveness because it was initiated when we never even asked for it. And we also talked about how forgiveness is a choice. Most people base it off of an emotion. Today, we are going to be talking about forgiving yourself and why you deserve it. I'm going to put a disclaimer out here really quickly to say that I am not a licensed professional by any means. And when I say that, I mean that I am not a licensed therapist or a licensed medical professional. I would encourage you to seek medical or professional help if you need it. I'm simply speaking from experience on the lessons that I've learned in my journey of learning to forgive myself. I have four major lessons that I want to talk about today. Lesson number one is about thinking of your mistakes as a learning experience, meaning sometimes we lack knowledge and that's okay. We don't know what we don't know. So sometimes it's hard for us to see what our bad habits are, and it's usually pointed out by someone else or when we start to realize for ourselves that there is a particular pattern in our behavior that we are not quite satisfied with. The question is, how do we see these bad habits? In my experience, and what's helped me the most is through prayer, specifically though asking God to prune my heart. And that comes from understanding that Jesus is the vine. In John 15, verse 5, it reads, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. When we ask God to prune our hearts, we're basically asking God to remove our blind spots. Sometimes we can be so blinded by our own being that we don't quite see where we are messing up. And even when someone tells us, we don't believe it because we'll brush it off as an excuse. And I'll get into that in a little bit. But when you do, and if you do, pray for God to prune your heart. There's a couple of things I would advise you to be ready for. And the number one thing is be ready for the convictions. Honestly speaking, for me, the convictions are what hurt the most because it made me realize where my bad habits were. 
So be ready for the convictions. And that usually comes in a form of a question or while in conversation with someone. And that's just specifically for me. You might be hearing from the Holy Spirit in a different way. But in a conversation, it's usually not because someone knows what I'm going through. It's based off of what was said in the conversation. And it's usually something in particular that will stand out to me. That isn't always the case, but that's usually how I know. Like if there's a tugging on my heart that I need to pay attention to something or I need to revisit something. We also see our bad habits by being willing to surrender what we want presently for what is to come later. An example I have here is a fitness journey, one that I feel most of us can relate to, whether we've had an on-again, off-again journey or we started and we haven't ever stopped. Whatever the story is, all of us on some level can relate to this particular kind of example, right? So when I'm talking about surrendering what you want presently for what is to come later, in the fitness example, it's surrendering the feeling of not wanting to stay on track because it's easier to do nothing. The the lack of motivation when you don't want to be on track with your nutrition or you don't want to show up for your workouts, whatever it may be. In that moment, you surrender that lack of motivation feeling where you don't want to show up and instead you show up anyway by changing your mindset towards your workout or nutrition, whatever it may be. Finding joy in a workout, whatever style of workout it is that you're doing. If you don't like it, stop doing it and try to find something else that you thoroughly enjoy doing. So when I started my fitness journey, I did hit cardio two times a day and I found myself quickly getting tired of that. It didn't bring me any enjoyment. And looking back, the only reason why I did it was because I thought that was the fastest way for me to lose weight in that season of my life. I found myself wanting to quit my fitness journey until I changed my mindset and realized that it wasn't my fitness journey that needed to change. It was me, how I approached my own fitness journey. So I switched up my workouts and started exploring other forms of workouts. And I found that I truly love weightlifting more than I do cardio. I ended up changing my entire workout routine, my entire mindset towards working out. And so on the days where I don't want to do anything because it's so much easier to not do anything, I still show up anyway. It's the act of surrendering what you want presently for what is to come later. Another example I have comes from my faith journey. I used to have a really bad habit of telling myself that I'll pray tonight over the things that have come across my mind or the people that's come across my mind. There was two bad things that came out of that. One of them was that I'd fall asleep before I even finished my prayer and then I'd wake up the next day feeling really guilty about falling asleep while I was in the middle of a conversation with God. And then the second one is that I would forget what I needed to pray about and my prayer seemed very disingenuous looking back on it. So surrendering the mindset of saying I'll pray tonight because Taking a few seconds out of my day seemed like a mile long. So instead of doing that, I ended up having daily conversations with God to remind myself that he is with me in the big moments and even in the littlest of moments. Another great way to help you see your own bad habits is by simply being honest, right? We have to stop allowing our excuses to be a pass for our bad habits. Be courageous and acknowledge that You're at fault at times too and know where your faults lie. Do your best to correct them and replace them with good intentional habits. We won't be perfect all the time, but remember, we're aiming for progress. Now, we can't be perfect because we're not Jesus and we're flawed. So we fall into temptation. We are selfish in our desires and we're sinful 
in nature. The best thing that we can do for ourselves is to aim for progress. And then when you make the progress, celebrate them. Celebrate the progress that you're making. Also, we want to question our actions and our intentions. Personally, I feel like one of the most annoying questions to ask is why. Repeatedly asking why. It's annoying because it forces us to dig deeper into explaining ourselves and the reasons that we have, which goes back to what I was saying about being honest and to stop allowing your excuses be a pass for your bad habits. It's so hard for most people, including myself, to be confronted with the fact that they are flawed and that there is a bad habit that they have, whether it be big or small. And so it's very scary to admit that to yourself because you can become very vulnerable and feel like you're exposed. But the best thing that comes out of that is that the fruits, the things that you put out of your life, whatever is healthy is going to blossom and it's going to be fruitful and multiply. When I was a little girl, I would ask my mom the question, why a lot, especially whenever she asked me to go help her would do things in the kitchen. And it wasn't because I didn't want to help her. I mean, as a little kid, there were multiple times where I would huff and puff when she asked me to go do something in the kitchen. But me asking the question why actually came from a place of being curious. But I remember being met with the words, just do it. It was in a very aggressive and assertive tone. And I did it, but I remember I was still left wondering why. And of course, along the way, I found out why. But I remember at one point in my childhood life when I was helping my mom in the kitchen, I remember vowing to myself that if I ever have kids and they ask the question why, I would not meet them with the energy that my mom met me. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my mom. She's taught me a lot, but I remember how that made me feel. And I know that I didn't want that for my children. At least I didn't want them to feel that from me. And you guys know, if you know me, I have three kids ranging from the ages of eight and four. They ask a lot of wise, okay? A lot. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that it's not annoying because at times it can become unbearable. But at the end of the day, I can appreciate their curiosity because them asking why becomes a learning opportunity instead of a just do it activity. So I challenge you to ask yourself why. And instead of answering with because I said so or because I want to, dig a little deeper. Why do your words matter? Why do you want to? Or why is it that you are angry? When you start asking yourself questions about yourself, you're basically peeling back the layers to get to know yourself more and to understand your reasoning as to why you are doing something and what you can do to correct it. It also helps you catch your bad habits later on in the future. Think of your mistakes as a learning experience. Now, I talked about lacking knowledge. You don't know what you don't know, right? We're about to dive into making mistakes out of habit. It's a learning experience. And sometimes we have to understand that our mistakes come out of habit. Now, over the course of our life, we've built up good and bad habits. And what I have learned from my own observation with my journey is that good habits require intentional care and bad habits happen when we don't care. Good habits are when we care for something. So we make an effort to reach goals. We think about what our next step is going to be and we work diligently to either maintain our good habits or improve. And you can apply this to any 
journey that you're on, whether it be your fitness journey or your faith journey. If I'm applying it to my fitness journey, good habits that I've built, I make an effort to reach certain daily tasks. I make an effort to think about what I'm going to be doing next to improve myself. And I work diligently towards these goals. So bad habits are when we don't care, right? We are satisfied with the outcome, even if it's not ideal. We don't want to put in the work. And usually it's associated with a negative mindset. And using a fitness journey to that example would be for me in my personal journey is that I didn't care what I looked like at one point because I did not feel that I was worthy enough to live this healthy lifestyle to have a certain body type that I wanted. It sounds very vain. I know, but it's a part of my testimony. And also, I didn't want to put in the work. Simply put, I didn't want to put in the work, so I didn't achieve the body that I wanted or the healthy lifestyle that I wanted. And yeah, I had a negative mindset towards my fitness journey. So those are the bad habits. Good habits, we care for something, so we make an effort and we work diligently towards it. Bad habits, we don't care. So we usually are in a negative mindset and we don't care about the outcome that happens, even if it's not ideal. I want to remind you that it doesn't have to be a complex habit. It could be something as simple as making the bed. Or it could be as complex as losing your temper. We all have good and bad habits. No one is exempt from any one of these. I have good habits. I have bad habits. And then I'm still working on other ones. So there's not ever going to be a finish line for this. We are continuously growing and pruning. So when we want to prune our hearts, We have to go through these intentional steps of trying to figure out where do we need to weed out the bad and allow the good fruits to grow. Lesson number two, you do not need someone to recognize the change you're making for it to be valid. The strides you are making are personal and here's why. Only you know what your battles are and it's between you and God. Only you know what your battles are. Focus on anchoring yourself in scripture, building a prayerful life, be in daily conversation with God, invite the Holy Spirit to lead you. The Holy Spirit is a gift. Use that gift and then surrender your day over to God. We can get so trapped being in a daily routine day by day, week by week, and we can forget to surrender our day to God because we're trying to be in control of everything. Even though it is a gift that we receive when we surrender our day to him, I'm basically saying surrender your desires, surrender trying to be in control so that he may come into your life and show you what he is capable of. God is a gentleman. He is not going to come into your house if you do not invite him in. Another reason why you don't need someone to recognize the change that you're making is because it's easier for us and other people too. It's easier for everyone to point out flaws in someone else. But it takes effort to see change. And this is where grace comes in. Extend that grace to your family, to your friends or your spouse when they feel like nothing's changed. Extend them that grace. If you know that you've truly been working on this bad habit that is continuously being pointed out or you're realizing that you're working on yourself because you do not like how you react to certain things or react to certain people, but they don't see it, Extend them that grace and know that you're being open and honest with yourself and with God. Because in time, these small little changes that are happening, they're going to start noticing as well. Which leads me to my next point. Small changes are not always noticeable. Think about a plant. 
You don't see it growing on top of the soil until its roots are established and healthy, right? However, small changes add up over time, and that is why you see beautiful blooms in the spring and summer or in the fall and winter. It really depends on when you decide to plant these seasonal flowers, right? Same with you. It depends on when you decide to establish your roots is when you'll start to see these beautiful blooms come in. But it takes time to make these changes happen. And at the top of the soil, it looks like nothing is happening. Know that genuine change happens inwardly first before it ever becomes an outwardly thing. That is usually when change is the most genuine and it'll stay a lot longer. Lesson number three, do not be so hard on yourself. And I know it's easier said than done. If you're one of those people that are very critical of yourselves, which was me, I completely understand. There are days where I still find myself being critical of myself. I've gotten to a point now where I can let that go when I catch it or when my husband points it out or a friend points it out. A good way of doing this would be to practice grace. Grace is basically showing favor. So if you can show favor towards your kids, your husband, your friends, your family, when they've done something wrong, why are you not doing it to yourself? If you can extend grace to others, why are you not extending grace to yourself? You deserve it too. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, it says, He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Could it be that the chains holding us back from forgiving ourselves, the voices telling us we don't deserve forgiveness, is the enemy whispering lies in your ears because he does not want you to step into the purpose God has created you for. Because he would rather you continue to stay blind and bounded to your own mistakes. I don't know. What do you think? That was a question that I was asked in my journey of learning to forgive myself. I was in my own thoughts and I believe that's when the Holy Spirit interrupted me and asked me that question. And it took me back. See, the death of Jesus set us free from the chains that bound us. You have been called to a holy life, not because of what you've done, but because of his own purpose, because he has a purpose for you, despite what you've done. This reminds me of a picture I saw a while back, and I can't recall where I saw it, but it was a picture of a jail cell with the perspective from inside looking at the door open. So imagine yourself inside a jail cell and you're looking at the door and the door is open. The caption to this picture with something to the effect of Jesus has already freed you why are you still here that was so powerful and it made me realize that I was holding myself back the door had been open all along like here we are living on earth fighting against our flesh with temptations desires and selfish needs this whole time Jesus has freed us and yet we continue to stay in the jail cell because we think we belong in it my friend, we all make mistakes. We are all flawed. No one is exempt. We cannot be perfect, but we can aim for progress. And the last lesson I have learned is this. Learn to let it go. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. We cannot move forward in changing if we cannot let the past version of us go. 
Holding onto our mistakes is like collecting rocks and putting it in a backpack repeatedly over time. When you do that repeatedly over time, the backpack starts to feel heavy. And we may eventually look at it with disgust and frustration, much like we do with our lives, because we're holding onto our mistakes. In the beginning of my fitness journey, right after I had my miscarriage and was going through some things, I told myself that I was going to change my body composition. I wanted to gain muscle. So I was in my garage working out and it was arms day. So I was doing these bicep curls. And I might have shared the story before. If not, then it was probably in one of my small groups. But anyway, I was in my garage and I was doing these bicep curls with 10 pounds. And I was reflecting on all of the chaos that was happening in my life or that have happened prior. And I realized in that moment that I hadn't truly healed from what happened in the past. Now I have this to add on top of what happened in the past. And it was just a hot mess. But I remember I was telling myself that no matter what, no matter how many curls it took, I was going to get some biceps on my arms. And in that moment, my thoughts were interrupted. And the question was asked, are the 10-pound dumbbells that you're curling heavier than the weight that is on your shoulder? And in that moment, I could not answer truthfully because I didn't want to admit that all of the weight on my shoulders that no one saw except me was a lot heavier than the 10-pound dumbbells. I didn't want to be honest with myself. And then this worship song came on in the background. I'm sure it had been playing all along because it was already towards the end of the song. And in that moment, I found myself surrendering the weight on my shoulder over to God. Just saying, Lord, take it. Take it all because I am so tired. I'm exhausted from carrying this heavy backpack full of rocks. Please take it off of me. And I'm not saying that it was a miracle by any means. But I do remember feeling the weight of my shoulder being lifted. And piece by piece, bit by bit certain pieces of my life started falling in place in a way that I could never explain. When we let things go, we can begin to heal and see the lessons and the mistakes we've made. It aids us in seeing bits and pieces of God in our life, breadcrumbs, if you will. It makes us realize that we were blind to how God had played a role in our life all the times we were in trouble and needed his help. He was there the entire time. When we let things go, It helps with practicing gratitude. Think about the bad habits you have or the mistakes you've made and the ones in your life who still love you regardless. Then take that picture and magnify it to God's love for you. The crazy part is that no matter how big you try to magnify this picture that you have in your head, God still loves you so much more than that. It does not cover how much love he has for you. And for me, when I think about that, it gives me goosebumps because I am a very flawed person. And learning to forgive myself was so hard because I I was hard on myself. I couldn't let my mistakes go because I felt like I needed to bear all of that. Now, the saddest part about this whole journey of mine was that I felt like I didn't deserve forgiveness because of the things that I have done. I don't know if that's been you, if that is you right now. If you're struggling with forgiveness in general, or if you're trying to forgive yourself, but you feel like it's so hard. And the truth is that it is hard. But if we look back on episode 12, forgiveness and healing, I share that forgiveness is a choice. And because we have that choice to forgive others, we also have that choice to forgive ourselves. Oftentimes, we can be very critical of ourselves. And that leads to us going in a loophole 
of feeling like we don't deserve forgiveness because of the things that we've done. Remember, he has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. How amazing is that? You are not bound by the chains of your mistake. You are not your mistakes. You have been forgiven. Jesus died for us and freed us of our sins. It is us who keeps ourselves in the cell. And I know in saying all of this, it sounds like it's so easy to come around and forgive yourself for all the mistakes that you've made, to remove all the little rocks in your backpack. And I know that it's not. I've been there, but when you look to Christ, when you're in your weakest moments, there you will find your strength. Because my friend, you can do hard things. Hey, thank you for listening. If this episode has spoken life into you or your mindset transformation journey, please share it with a friend. The growth of this podcast is possible through you. So thank you for your support and for being a part of the family. I look forward to talking to you again next week here on the Restored Mind podcast.